This is a HeadGum Podcast. The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I am Ryan Morrison, joined as always by Austin Hoffman, who is about to say his name, and Ali Rothman. Say hello. Hello. That's right. I am Austin Hoffman, and it's programmed. It's called Reflex. Uh, That's right. Uh, So this past week, I was uh, honored and lucky to hit the front page of Reddit with an AMA and got a lot of really awesome questions, but they kept coming in for you know, days after as they're want to do. And I figured it would be fun to answer some on Robot Congress this week. We got a a lot of new listeners from the AMA. So welcome. If this is your first welcome, welcome podcast with us. Basically, Austin is our least legally knowledgeable or pop culture knowledgeable or just generally knowledgeable friend. Uh, Uh, Note that is least knowledgeable and also most likely to talk over you. That's right. And most of the reviews, if you look at Robot Congress, say that Ali and I are too mean to Austin. So my New Year's resolution for 2019 is officially to be nicer to Austin on the podcast. And like most New Year's resolutions, let's see how long that lasts. Austin, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? I, I I'm glad to hear you're doing fantastic. Except nobody heard what happened before we started hitting record. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Austin, the the first generous present I'm going to give to you is you can go through the AMA and choose your favorite questions, and Allie and I will answer them. And it's so nice of you to let me know, like, with plenty of time ahead that I can, that that, that this is what we're going to do. And it's definitely not happening, like, right before. No, no, no. So just, uh, yeah. Uh, So one of of the first things that I saw that I wanted to know an answer to was what is the worst clause in a player's contract that you've ever seen? This is, of course we're talking about players in esports because that's what you deal with so that's actually the most upvoted comment in the uh the ama and it got a a lot of response what is the worst clause we've seen in player contracts i've done over a thousand player contracts for sure at this point uh now for those of us that don't know a clause in a contract what is a clause in a contract level Uh, a clause is a section of a contract so they're asking what's the worst thing i've seen in a contract for an esports player uh, for those who don't know, because there actually are plenty who listen to this that don't ha- know anything about esports, esports is skyrocketed past where you think. We have players making millions of dollars. We have players making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Games like League of Legends and Overwatch and Fortnite, for sure, are seeing a ton of success. There's also a ton of other games that are not. Heroes of the Storm, for example, I've done a lot of work. Oh, in oh please don't. Don't, yeah, that, my heart. That, that pro scene is is dead, obviously, but it's no. uh, oh, it's heartbreaking. Sad. I love it. We all, you and I, played that game a ton. But oh, we loved Hots. Yeah, it's it's gone. But I've seen a player contract in such games. Won't say that game, but a game similar that said player would make five hundred dollars a month, and it was for a six year term with no opportunity to renegotiate nothing. So this player was obligated if he was going to play competitively to be paid five hundred dollars a month for six years. That's I mean, if he's spending like an hour, like an hour or two a week playing a game, that's probably fine, right? That's not, that's not what happens. This is sixteen-hour days, six days a week, if not seven days a week. The, the, these are uber, you know, competitive people and and a training regiment that's insane. And what this did not account for is that it was a game, it was a small game. But what if that game did turn into into the next Fortnite or did explode? This contract allowed for no growth or anything with it. If this was a part-time hobby to compete with a, a team here and there, okay, I can talk about that. 
but it wasn't. This was a long-term deal that was career ruining. So we see things like that all the time. The biggest problem I see though, like I mentioned on the AMA is, is it's the old high school band thing where you're, you're in a high school band, you play a show, some guy from a record label shows up and says, Hey kid, we love you. Sign here. I'm going to make you a star. That's right. And then all of a sudden you sign away your entire music library. You agree to do 20 different albums for $4 and you, you got to move away from your family. They yeah. put you up in some like crappy little motel in like the city that's 50,000 miles away from your house. I don't even know how far away 50,000 miles is from New York, you know, and then, and then you have to you have to make out a living just eating like greasy pizza out of the garbage can. It's not even your pizza. It's your neighbor's pizza. They just throw I it out. appreciate your input. <laughs> Thank you, Austin. <laughs> I'm what not kind interrupting. Of pizza? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, so it was pepperoni pizza, but no, they no, eat the pepperoni but anyway, pizza. they sign away all their stuff for, for nothing in return. And and we were seeing that with esports pros. They're, they're playing this game competitively for fun, trying to make it. All of a sudden, a team says, hey, you've made it. Sign this. And they were signing it without reading it. That's gone by the wayside, but we're still a long off from good contracts. We're still a long off from a player's union. They're still signing away their entire likeness, their entire names, everything they do. They sign that away daily. And it's, it's heartbreaking but it's reality and we will see the changes come over the next couple years and hopefully Ali and I will be part of that that's Uh, right esports is so big it's now in hotel commercials did you see that hotel commercial that uh yes it is an example I'm not gonna say the hotel commercial not because I don't remember but because you know I don't want to help the hotel uh but it's an example of a person that's staying at a hotel and they're enjoying their time at the hotel and then the end of the commercial is they're winning an esports tournament and I assume it's an esports tournament because they're like sitting at a computer with a bunch of other people at other computers and they stand up triumphantly and they shove their hands in the air like yeah that is a commercial this commercial is real Thank you for sharing it. Allie, what's the worst contract you've seen in one of these agreements? I mean, I'm shocked you didn't talk about the no overnight guests part. <laughs> so No overnight you? guests? No sleepy time Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you've seen that part, right? Where I mean, I, I, it doesn't happen. Right, often, but I but, haven't seen it. I mean, no sleepy time guests, Austin. Like, no <laughs> canoodling, no late night visitors, no ladies of the night. Yeah, I mean, quite literally, these players in some situations are not allowed to have significant others. And that's- well, that sounds like a staying at like a 17th century boarding house. And, you know, like the, the, the mistress of the boarding house does not allow any nighttime visitors or any women to visit the house after 5 yes, p.m. Sh- or it's, men. It's just like that. Man, yes. we're getting close to this hey, resolution. You're nailing it, Austin. <laughs> thank you. I, I feel like I need to communicate these things to the common people. I'm glad. Yes, thank you. Uh, that, yeah, your reference made way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so long story short, esports lives are not as bad as they once were, but they're also far from good yet. Uh, we still see team houses that are look amazing in practice, but the players still there their whole lives. There's very little off time or downtime in most games. Uh, and then you see Overwatch, which had an incredibly long offseason. So it, there's, it's all over the place. The industry is still figuring it out, but it's exciting to see. Next question, Austin. Oh, I found my next favorite question. Can I make a fan game and release it for free? <laughs> we, I mean, it's a meme at this point, but no, obviously not. Free does not equal fair use, and I will repeat that without joking about it every single time until the internet actually accepts that. Can you clear up the myth, or non-myth, of companies have to sue to protect their IPs, or companies have to make sure their trademarks don't become common language? Yeah, look, nobody's, nobody has to sue anybody, but there is a rule that says that you have to enforce it to keep it. So, like, you know, you... You you use it, you lose it. No, you don't use it, you lose it. So you got to keep using it. You got to do some level of enforcement. You can't just let everybody go. 
Um, but no, that doesn't mean you have to go sue everybody under planet Earth for using your trademark. It's the most common thing for a PR team to say, listen, we have to send the cease and desist because if we don't protect their IP, we lose protection over our IP. The truth is to lose protection over IP is incredibly difficult. We've seen it happen with things like Xerox, but look at Coke. I mean, half of our country refers to soda as Coke and Coke still has their trademark. So it, I highly recommend you Google uh, Velcro trademark yeah, yeah, video. Watch the <laughs> you video. you love that thing and it's, it's very good. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, but it does it also does a really good explanation of how you can lose a trademark. Everyone says Velcro instead of hook and loop and no one even knows it's called hook and loop. So it's we all say Velcro, but Velcro is going to lose their trademark as a result because other people can make hook and loop products. Uh, Google's on but its, its way there too. Yeah. You, don't, you don't say you're going to oh, research wow. something. You're going to Google it. That's exactly I didn't think right. about that You're one. You're not going to bang it. There's a lot of terms like that. I, I'm going to Google something has replaced I'm going to search something. Even if, if you're binging it, you're saying you're going to Google you're, it. If you're binging it, you're still Googling it. Or That's if you're right. Google, Yeah, yeah. But uh, see, like Coke and like cola, people still say cola. They, they, they don't say like I want to – like they, when, they, when they say Coke, they're talking about Coke specifically. Oh, Wow. I think ha- I think you're going to get a lot of listeners saying that's very wrong. Uh, I have to side with Austin here. Oh, right. snap. Allie's on my side. Please, please, please message in if you live in part of the country where you refer to all soda as Coke, because I know that is a good chunk of the country. Or even if you just think that's right. If you agree with Austin and Allie, please don't message us. Listen, if I want Mr. Pibb, I'm not asking for Coke. I'm asking for Mr. Pibb. Right. What I'm saying is there's a large part of the country where they say Coke for all soda. And it's just that it, it is it, the same as cola. It's the same as pop. It's the same as how we say soda. If you say, I want a soda, you say, I want a Coke. Even if you're going to order a Dr. Pepper or root beer or whatever it is. No, I, you say a pop. That is a pop. That's a, that's the worst part of the country says pop. That's like a whole <laughs> hero type of fight. It, it, it is really interesting to me when people call it anything other than a hero or a sub. Hoagie just, it's adorable, but that's it's not what it's called. Pathetic. But you know what people, when people say hoagie, they know, you know what they're talking about. Right. Uh, when I moved to Westchester in New York for a short while, a couple of years ago, it's been almost a lot longer than that now, uh, they call it a wedge. No. Which, yeah. I would have no idea what that is. And when somebody says, I want a sub, I have to just check in my head for a moment to make sure that they're not talking about a submarine. A submarine sandwich. Well, see, they have to say the word sandwich. Otherwise, it takes me like a second of actual mental work. So if I came to you and I said, I want a salami sub, you would say, I wonder if he means an underwater vehicle <laughs> made of pork product. Listen, all right. I, 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 I'm just explaining the way that my brain works. Yeah. I'm glad you are because I feel like I need to be defended from all these iTunes reviews saying I'm too mean to you. So please keep explaining how your brain works. That's really telling me that it's not actually working. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, so, so long story short, uh, <laughs> it, and if, if, if Nintendo is saying they have to sue you because if they don't protect Metroid, it's good. They're going to lose their trademark or copyright over Metroid. That's usually not really the case. It's very hard to lose that, that protection. But on the flip side, there is a law saying they have to do it. So it's a, it's a legal answer or a lawyer answer, but that's the answer. What do you consider your greatest success that you can legally disclose, of course, over the duration of your career? I think... Ali's greatest success is appearing on a porn website. Oh my god! Yeah, you should probably elaborate on that because <laughs> uh, I that way, it. yeah. What I uh, I officially made it when my face appeared on ZWNation.com, which don't worry, listeners, it's 
the entire <laughs> website's gone now. But, um, <laughs> that was their mistake. Wait, so like it, they just took your picture from somewhere? And you should. Ali, Ali sent a cease and desist letter on behalf of one of our clients to that website, and they responded by putting Ali's head on a porn star's body, right? Oh my God. Yeah, wow. I think that's basically what happened. And the, the comments were. Uh, oh the comments my were God. Pretty, were pretty generous, though. They Not were very nice to Ali. They yeah. said they said Ali was uh, hotter than most of the porn stars <laughs> on there. Uh, they also said a lot of other things that I can't say on this podcast. Yeah, yeah that's why I went there. I went. That was the most PG one. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess you can pack up your lawyer briefcase and move to wherever porn stars go to. <laughs> yeah, all else fails. Yeah. What can small devs realistically do against juggernauts like Bethesda claiming ownership of single words used in titles like prey? and scrolls i I actually think this question is it's baiting it's not it's not a fair question there are plenty of small indie studios that also own one word trademarks that are common words it's just reality of how trademarks work bethesda owning scrolls because they have a very popular video game series called elder scrolls is not the height of lunacy to me like it is to so many other people and maybe it does seem crazy to me and, I, and that's the general consensus. So to be clear, they only own the word scrolls in video games. And they don't even really own the word scrolls. What they have is a game called Elder Scrolls. They have a trademark to Elder Scrolls. Uh, they might have a trademark to scrolls. Last I checked, they don't. Uh, but let's even say they do. When I hear the game scrolls and I see medieval fighting and, and Vikings and Norse gods and things like that, I think Elder Scrolls. I think Morrowind and Skyrim and everything else. And Mojang came out with a game called Just Scrolls with very similar themes to it. It was a card game, I think. But regardless, it had similar themes. And it I was think, fantasy, I believe. Yeah. And I think that when most consumers saw that, they expected it to be an Elder Scrolls card game. And it wasn't. So trademarks are not there to protect Bethesda. When you own the word scrolls, that's not Bethesda saying we own the word scrolls. Aren't we awesome? Trademarks exist to protect you and me, to protect the consumers. So when I buy a product, I know where I'm getting it from. If I buy scrolls because I think it's a Bethesda product and it turns out to just be some crappy indie game, not that that's what Mojang would have been, but let's pretend it was, that's not good for Bethesda's brand, but it's worse for my wallet and my happiness. I've been tricked now as a consumer because their marks were confusingly similar to me. So maybe it's not fair to people to hear uh, Bethesda owns the word scrolls or owns marketing around scrolls in a fantasy video game environment. But I think that's fair as a trademark attorney. Yeah, and like crazy or not, the I mean, the concept is you play some crappy game called Scrolls, there's a million bugs, it steals your money, and you attribute that to Bethesda. That's yeah, the problem. I, see, while, while I don't think that there is a danger in like like Scrolls and confusing that with the Elder Scrolls series, I can I can kind of see the point of that. It's just it. I mean, there's there's tons of synonyms that you could use if you were making a game and for some reason it was about, you know, it was about scrolls or paper or papyrus or whatever. I want to be clear, though, because I don't want to give bad law out here. And, and, and I, I did, by your answer, go too narrow in this. The trademark office does not look at the genre of video game. They protect it under video games. That's it. So if this was sci-fi, there might have been a better argument for Mojang. Uh, but that's getting to the really nitty-gritty kind of after arguments. The initial consensus here is we own elder scrolls in video games period digital entertainment basically period uh you can't put out something called scrolls i I will say if you're testing where my limit is for ridiculousness that's probably it because scrolls have existed in video games forever but i want to be super clear also they're not saying you cannot use the word in scroll scrolls in your game 
they're not saying you can't even use the word scrolls in your title. You can use scrolls a million different ways in video games. You can say the word scrolls. You can have a name called Jim's journey into the middle of the scrolls. But to come out with a game called Just Scrolls was too confusing. Name. Yeah, thank you. The, to come out with a game called Just Scrolls was too confusingly similar to Elder Scrolls, and I, uh, I don't okay, think so. You that's could add, you could you could tack stuff onto it and have scrolls in the name. The problem is, I guess maybe that that Elder Scrolls. Do you agree Scrolls with that, Ellie, so Before big. I get Austin to believe it. Yeah, I'm the same page as that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely more narrow than. I think initially stated and nobody's claiming complete ownership to a word. Yeah. And, and to your point, Austin, I mean, the more you add on to it, the less I am confused. If it's called Jimmy's great scroll adventure, I don't see that and think elder scrolls, Who's but if or like the blue the one scrolls. On the adventure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if I see something that I could arguably get confused with elder scrolls, I'm being protected by the trademark office by not that that not being allowed context to happen. Context is important too. There, there's no overarching rule. Context is important, whether or not it's something that, you know, Bethesda might eventually, like you know, if it's a board game, even that could potentially be confusing too, because you know it's not unreasonable to think that a video game developer may eventually, you know, turn that into a board game. Things right. like that are considered also. Oh, uh, okay. Now that 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 does make sense, and and you know, it it can be seen as ridiculous, but I guess that's a, it's a case by case basis. Has being a video game attorney ruined your love of video games? Kind of. No, I, I'm just too busy to play games like I once did. The most recent game I played was Spider-Man, and, and that came out two years ago at this point. Don't lie uh, to me. Your most recent game played was Fortnite. Yes, I play Fortnite because it's like a seven-minute game, and you can pop in and pop off, and we represent most of the top players in Fortnite, so I like to know what's going on in there. I remember that time that I tried to get you to get a game called For the King that we could play together, and that hasn't happened. You know what happened? Our good friend Ryan O'Connor bought that game, and we played it together after I tried to get you to play it. We don't mention O'Connor on this podcast anymore. <laughs> You've been replaced. Yeah. So no. And and on the flip side, I mean, Allie never played a game in her life, but now does play yeah, sometimes. Allie, what games do you enjoy? I like to play the real games. Like, you know, like Super Mario Brothers. Like, <laughs> Super Mario 3 is my favorite. All right, that is that is a real game. I would say that that is more of an enjoyable game than Fortnite. Oh, we shit. got a Ali got a Switch recently, and the and clients send in codes now, and she actually she downloads and plays them. I mean, that's worlds away from where you were when you started here. You were a, a fashion and brand protection attorney, and now you're secretly getting nerdier. She just told everybody. <laughs> that's but how that works. But that yeah. So the, the, long story short, I still obviously love video games, but I just play them far less than I used to. Oh, oh, okay. A uh, question from me that I did not post to the AMA: Do you have briefcases, and do you use them frequently? No. Does anybody use a briefcase? <laughs> <laughs> so we hired a bunch of attorneys recently, and and I would say the older crowd still uses briefcases and paper. I have not printed something in eight years, and they do they keep their submarine paper. sandwiches in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, honestly. From watching like How I Met Your Mother and everything, if if it was still appropriate to carry around a briefcase, I would always have a submarine sandwich of mine. Oh, okay. A uh, question for and by each submarine of you. sandwich. I mean a hero. I can't believe you did that. I think you mean a ho uh, a hoagie, right? A wedge. Yeah. Anyway, question for both of us. What question for each of you? Kind of for me. I'm, I don't know if this is on here, but what made you want to become attorneys? I was desperate. Yeah, crippling depression and poor uh... poverty. Yeah, How did crippling depression there. get you yeah. through law school? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still depressed and poor. So. Yeah, we nailed it. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I went to law school. I've told that story, this story on the the podcast before, but I went to law school on a dare, quite literally. I, I was working as a bartender, 
uh, the cook in the restaurant I was working at was studying for the LSAT. I saw him doing it and I bet him a week's bar tab that I could do better on the test without studying than he could just to be a jerk. And and uh, I took it and I didn't do better than him, but I got into law school. So there we were. Allie, anything elaborated on your fantastic story of how or why you wanted to become a lawyer? Uh, I know my dad told me not to do it and I like to do <laughs> the opposite of what people tell me to do. Yeah, we're a rebellious law firm. I also went to school for criminal law and now do video games. So it's it's I really wanted to help people. And uh, then I realized that I also had to pay rent. Well, now you do help people. Just, you know, not people that are being criminally charged. <laughs> right. And we, we don't know if you pay your rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it cheaper to infringe on something or come close to infringing and settle later in the event you're sued? Or would you suggest trying to work out a licensing deal with whatever it was you intended to infringe upon beforehand, knowing that you might be outing yourself to that company? And if they say no, you'll need to alter course. Yeah, that is a slippery, slippery slope, my friend. Um, it's, is it better to ask for permission or forgiveness is, right. is basically what you're asking. Uh, honestly, the, Careful. An, the answer I should give you is always get permission. But to be to be totally honest with you, sometimes it depends, you know, like the, the real answer is you should consult Ryan and me is because we can look at these things and say, hey, in this situation, it's worth it. You know, Nintendo is super, is super litigious. I wouldn't poke the beast there. But, you know, some other people, it might be worth it. Um, oh, so you're saying that asking people that are in the field that are knowledgeable about this kind of thing could actually be a, a good idea. Yeah, listen, the reality is this is all always super fact specific. So if you're going to talk to if you're going to contemplate doing something like this and you're actually making a big project, talk to an attorney. Doesn't even have to be us, but talk to an attorney. Yeah. Uh, to Ali's point, I mean, all of Silicon Valley was built on asking forgiveness instead of permission. They would infringe on everything and build upon it and make something better and then ask for forgiveness. Video games are not the same thing because if you make a Mario game, you're not building upon that unless you're taking out Mario and all his friends. It'll, it's still a Mario game. So you're not making a better product and, and risking infringement on patents. It's not the same thing. Not this if you call him Giuseppe. And I hear that all the time. Like this is the Silicon Valley method where we that that entire bubble was built upon asking for forgiveness. Well, games are not that because games use all the same characters and copyright and it's just it's just different. But don't make they make games in Silicon Valley? Yeah, no, not not that's not what they mean when they say that. But the <laughs> the reality is uh it, a lot of these companies will absolutely demand a takedown. They'll absolutely sue you. It's very rare that I mean, a your team company, your entire company could be put under in a second from one of these things. Yeah, so it's really, really risky. But and we see it with the Sonic team. They got hired. So now everybody at the vanilla wow team, they got hired. Everybody says, well, you know, that'll be me. Probably not. Probably what happens is you lose your company or your house if you don't have a company. And and there is a chance, though, that you get hired. So that's what's that called survivor bias or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But that is the very honest answer. And the follow up to that, which was also asked on the AMA is there's a YouTuber named Wooly or something, I think is his name. And he put out a video saying, uh, don't tell anyone you're making a fan game. Just release it, and then they can't tell you to stop making it. Oh, my so God. His whole thing was, release it, and you'll be fine. They can't issue a takedown once you release it. But by the face Ali is making, the, the, the reality is that when you release a game, now there's damages. So all this YouTuber's doing is making sure that rather than a takedown, you're having your life ruined. And... He knows that because I've explained it to him. I've, I've, the, I've, I've tweeted at him and we've talked through Reddit posts and plenty of people have shown him my stuff and he's laughed it off. So I think he's a really bad guy. But the reality is he's a super popular guy. So I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast listen to him. 
And I, again, want to reiterate, I think he's a really bad guy. And I think that advice is really, really bad. Some of the most dangerous I've ever heard on the internet. Uh, because if you are working on a fan game and you just release it, asking for forgiveness will work 5% of the time. It might work. You might get hired. More likely than not, though, you're not going to get a cease and desist letter. You're going to get a give me your house letter. And it's going to come with an NDA. You'll never be able to talk about it. And you're going to die alone. Uh, well, so, then nobody's going to hire you. Yeah, well, thanks for painting that picture. Yeah. And, and for real, these companies all talk. So if you do this and they shut you down, you're not going to get hired anywhere. You're going to go on the industry blacklist that exists that doesn't exist. And that's that. Bam. Rage. Oh, here's something. The NBA lawsuit with the tattoos on the players. They, they're basically the tattoo artists claiming ownership of the tattoos on the players' bodies. We were not on that case, of course, but do you want to give a little rundown of that? Because that, that was actually a, a pretty highly upvoted question I did not answer. Yeah, this is actually super fun. This first came about, I don't know about first came about, but it was first popularized and um, was kind of brought to light, actually, not in video games, but I don't know if you guys remember the movie The Hangover when Mike Tyson, was it Mike Tyson had that tattoo? Yeah, and then Mike Tyson the absolutely has that, to, that tattoo because I've seen it. That okay, so everyone knows what I'm talking <laughs> about, where then they got the, he got the tattoo on his face. Or Mike Tyson it. Mysteries. That's yeah. another big thing no, that people Ed, have but seen. Ed Helms got Mike Tyson's tattoo on his face right. in the follow-up. Yeah. So, yeah, that was actually a lawsuit. The tattoo artist sued, I forget whether it was Warner Brothers who, or whoever made yeah, it, a Fox, I don't know. Yeah, major lawsuit over that. And the tattoo artist um, was victorious. He actually had rights to what was deemed to be his own artwork. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, you want to get tattooed on another person? That's yeah, crazy because you go into a tattoo shop to get a design. You pay for that design. And- oh, my friend. This is the same as buying art for video games, though. You're not signing an assignment agreement. You're not signing a proper contractor agreement. So what you're buying when you get a tattoo is a license to display that tattoo on your oh body. Oh, my God. Which is that's arguably so cool. revocable. So the tattoo artist, in some reading of this case decision in law could tell you to get your tattoo removed or alter it. Right? Like this never comes up because, you know, it only, I guess, happens with famous people and now athletes who are being depicted in video games. Yeah. Um, But it's super interesting. And yeah, the tattoo artist actually has rights to his own artwork. So when I got my first tattoo when I was a 17-year-old, I literally went on the internet and Googled Deadpool. And I don't even think Google existed really yet, but... I was one of five people who knew Deadpool existed. It's the only. I think we used Dogpile at that time. I'm very Brooklyn about it. I've I've known Deadpool ten years more than everyone else, and I'll fight you about it. Uh, But back then, I I was 17. This was a while ago, obviously, and I Googled or Dogpiled or whatever it was, uh, Deadpool, and I found an image, and I thought it was awesome. The art was incredible, and I emailed the artist, and I was like, "Hey, man, just to let you know, I'm going to get this tattooed on me. I think the artwork's incredible." And his response was, "You have to pay me five hundred dollars, or you can't." So I just didn't answer the email. This is long before I was an attorney. Oh, I was a poor are you sure you should be saying this? Oh, no, my God. What I'm saying is if you remember, if you drew Deadpool 20 years ago and, and somebody emailed you, you potentially uh, can tell me to get this off my body. But I probably at this point I want to because now having a Deadpool tattoo is like having a Superman tattoo. I know. Does he have like a chimichanga or something? No. And he's eating it and he's given like a thumbs up. You shut up. Only if it came from Taco Bell. <laughs> I love Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell sponsor our podcast. Austin, I have a question for you from the AMA. Please. Would you rather Wait, a, a would you rather a griffin or a wyvern? I would have to go with the griffin over the wyvern because I trust the griffin to not eat me more than the wyvern. The I wyvern, take that as deciding alliance over horde, and I find it highly offensive. 
I, I disagree. See, the wyvern has that stinger tail, and it's it's not like a real dragon because it only has two legs instead of four. But you know, it, it's I, I think the wyvern's going to eat me. The griffin, I, I feel like I could live with the griffin. Fair enough, uh, Austin. I have another question for you. Hey, Ryan, but let's make that Austin. I love Robot Congress. When is it going to come back to weekly episodes? Uh, every week. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's always the answer, right? Every week. That's right. Do you know I appreciate you selling me that Hollywood handbook ticket a couple years ago? Oh, hey, King Underpants. Nice shout out to you. I do remember <laughs> that. What are the benefits of being a pro bono lawyer? <laughs> Allie, you want to answer that? <laughs> What's the benefits of all our pro bono work? Oh, that we don't have good. nice apartments? <laughs> You get to feel good yeah. about yourself, right? And all, and all the people, do they send you fruit baskets? No. My back feels really good from sleeping on the sidewalk. I got, somebody did send me pears once, like 10 years ago. And it, no, not like five years ago. And it was one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me. Wait, a single pear? No, they sent like a box of really nice pears that they grew on their what farm. What makes a pear really nice? It was just the juiciest, nicest pear I've ever had. Honestly, you if Incredibly you ripe pears, pears, you wouldn't be asking what made it so good. Pears are <laughs> gross. They're all like gritty. Was it Harry and David's? No, it wasn't gritty at all. That's why it was so perfect. Then it wasn't a pair. What are your thoughts on Epic's usage and sale of emotes in Fortnite that are identical to dances created by other artists? Hey, remember when we did that episode on that entire topic? (laughs) Wasn't it the last episode we did? (laughs) Actually, I think it was, yeah. See that episode. Here, how do we (laughs) fix the YouTube problem? (laughs) I mean, the the reality is that's about the DMCA, and... I will give the quick answer. The DMCA is uh, being abused right now, but it's not necessarily a bad law. It's just bad people using it. And it's going to take a re-examination of that law by legislators and eventually judges and, and case law is going to come down. That's going to help narrow down who can do what with it. A lot of games we buy or play have massive terms and conditions covering more than just protecting their software. Do these terms and conditions hold up? Yeah, that's actually an awesome question because we get it a lot and people just kind of assume they don't. That when you scroll past that 90 pages of legalese when you sign up to a new website or game or whatever, uh, that all is binding. It would take you more than a day to read all the terms and services you agree to in a day, but that doesn't matter. Currently, they all, for the most part, hold up. And then there's separation clauses in them. So if a judge says one part of it doesn't hold up, the rest of it still does. I think it's one of the biggest not problems that will be a problem in our society right now is we're all just agreeing to everything nonstop. It's why there's no more privacy. We all agreed to endless privacy laws forever without reading them. And then when we started being told, we still didn't care. Uh, You want to use this website? You have to give us all your personal identity. Well, that's outrageous, but okay. Uh, We saw it with Instagram, not not even two years ago, that they said they owned a license to all of your images. Everyone threw a fit and then just kind of stopped caring and kept using Instagram. Uh, That's what the- Yeah, because you want to use the service. Exactly right. And people have already chosen as a society- that we would rather use these services than have privacy. I think the next decision is, would we rather have these services than be able to sue these services or hold them accountable or anything else? It's why when you go away, so does your Steam library. You don't get to leave it in your inheritance. It's, it's why Blizzard can ban you from World of Warcraft without an appeal because they own the license to everything you're spending money on and buying. You can spend tens of thousands of dollars in a video game and they can just cut your account because that's what you're agreeing to in those terms of service agreements. And it's not going to change. It's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. As we stop buying games at GameStop and we buy them digitally, we're just asking for our $60 game to be taken away. Uh, That can happen almost all the time now. When you buy a book for your Kindle, you're not buying a book anymore. You're buying a license. They can take that away. You know, how long until 
it, they're, they're gonna Amazon Fresh is gonna come back and start taking my apples away because I didn't eat them the right way. You know, it's it's <laughs> it, where where's the line, Dan? Where is the line? Oh, but, see, that's the problem. This this is the slippery slope. Uh, I, I hate the slippery slope, slope argument. Yeah, slippery slope is the the last vestige of a man without an argument. It's the worst argument in the world. But you can look here, and my apple analogy, as ridiculous as that is, how long until we're agreeing to everything to be a lease or a license rather than buying it? It's becoming the norm. So everything is going to be able to be repossessed sooner than later. And it's, uh, you know, we're doing it to ourselves the same way we, we killed privacy ourselves. And yeah, that's true. And cause I mean, we've, we've talked about it before, but like all the things that you agree to on your phone or, I mean, like smart TVs, they collect your information. I mean, it's usually for advertising and not because they want to see what you're doing in your house. It's, it's information that they're collecting on you and you agree to it because you want to use the product. Yeah, and, we've talked about this before yeah. where your TV makes a tone that just your phone hears that plays different ads on Twitter when you open the app and just et cetera, et cetera. Like this, it's all here. Privacy is dead. Edward Snowden threw his life away to tell the country how much stuff we're having looked at and literally no one cared. We have not stopped or altered our use of these programs or services at all. And that's that's fine. I mean, it's reality. We made a decision. I'm, I'm okay with it. Allie, do you care that Facebook knows your, your, your uh, birthday? <laughs> well, I gave it my birthday, but yeah. no, I mean, I mute my mic on any apps that are actually listening in. Yeah, but that doesn't actually mute them. Whatever. It makes me feel better. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's I mean, peace we, of mind. And peace of mind is really what it's all about. Listen, it's the exact same thing as I'm fine with a salmon filet, but I don't want to be served a fish with its head on. Don't show me how everything's made and I'm fine. You're stealing all my stuff. But the second I read an article about what Facebook's doing with my stuff, I get all uppity for an hour and then I go back to not caring. Yeah, but I'm also super conservative. And that's why I don't put much stuff on the Internet. Sure. But, it, you know, they're still tracking. They know your shopping habits and everything else. Like it, it's all tracked. Even when you just use a credit card at a retail store, they're still putting that bill to, to the giant company that controls sure. all of our yeah yeah i feel like as soon as we start using smartphones we're just we're screwed yeah because we all think of it facebook and instagram like great but you're exactly right everything's on our smartphone now we all have banking apps on our phone or we all have our credit card app on our phone yeah i mean it's literally everything yeah or when we signed up for a credit card we signed another 100 paid terms of service we just happen to do it in person so and- we're just going to be like china and have wechat for everything oh yeah. no oh man the, no the social standing points in china that's 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 very interesting well, that's another episode, but yes, that it is. I mean, we're, long answer short, yes, these agreements hold up, and yes, it's too late to do much about it. Just the fact that, like, we, we used to, it still boggles the mind that we used to buy physical games, and then internet purchasing came on, and at one point, they're like, huh, wonder if we can just decide to sell them a license to play the game instead of actually owning the game, and that switch happened, and that was it. Now yeah, that's I how mean, it is. I remember for a year or two, games would come with an online code. If you wanted to play Madden on Xbox Live, you'd get a code you'd have to put on. But if you then sold the game used, that code would no longer work. You'd have to buy another online code. That was kind of step one to this. They tested the water yeah. there. And yeah, because you are. could still play the game on your Xbox, but you couldn't play it online. So you could, st- you know, you still had some access to it, but that <laughs> code was used. Or they right. had promotional material with codes. So like you buy the game and you'd get like the special sword or whatever when you punch the code in. That's oh, exactly man. right. So, all right, Allie, no question. Last thoughts, comments, concerns to give to the episode of randomness. Let's do more AMAs. I mean, I like these random questions. I like hearing what everybody else wants to know. Yeah, to that point, Allie, you know, seriously, everyone listening, we love to get episode ideas and questions and we're happy to do a deep dive into a topic uh, or just answer a bunch of little things. But robotcongresspodcast at gmail.com. Send in your ideas, questions, comments, concerns, and Austin will go through them. Oh, I love having more duties. Thank you. Uh, Any last thoughts, Austin, before we call it a day?
That was a good one. I Thank agree. You. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> I, I concur, Austin. Uh, and for me, just remember to always spay and neuter your pets. That's from Price is Right. My grandpa yeah. hated Bob Barker. Whoa. Oh, he had it out for him. Why? Why did I know he, about that? Because he Family killed the guy. furrier industry. My grandfather was a furrier. A f- your grandfather was a furry? You no, leave him alone. Uh, all right. As always, you can follow us at robot underscore Congress. I'm telling my grandma what you said. You can follow Allie at? At Allie Rothman. You can follow me at Just Morrison. That Wait, at Just Morrison? I thought you got <laughs> at Morrison. At, sorry, it's at Morrison. It's no longer and you can follow place. me at Robot Austin. Good night. Goodbye, Craig. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.